This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 650 of the School of Podcasting, I've got a book marketing expert who is also a podcaster. You'll see how similar launching a book is like launching a podcast. I've also got a great gear package if you're a brand new podcaster that's going to save you quite a bit of money. Hit it, ladies. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcaster, Dave Jackson, welcoming you to the School of Podcasting podcast. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you Tackle that technology, face your fears, and flatten the learning curve, and not just get you podcasting, because look, you can go watch a bunch of old, outdated YouTube videos, and they're going to steer you right into the wall. I get you podcasting in the right direction. If you go out to my website, it's schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, And that will save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Or if you want, you can buy the courses a la carte. Now, I'm going to be doing that Dave Jackson thing where I interrupt an interview over and over and over in just a second with the Kindlepreneur. But right now, in case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was on the Two Minute Talk Tips podcast, which is all about, as you might imagine, presentations. And we got into talking about the difference between presentations and teaching. And we got a little bit into my background. And so that was a case where you're hoping that your students have taken any prerequisites. So they're, they're where they're supposed to be. So you can pick up right where you're, you're supposed to be and carry on from there. And that they actually want to be there and haven't just been assigned uh, that class by the boss. My worst class ever, I got to teach the Maslin, Ohio Police Department Microsoft Word after they just worked eight hours. Oh. And yeah. And I'm, the guy walks in, sits down and goes, all right, well, this ought to be fun. I don't want to be here. And I'm like, okay, let's have fun, shall we? Yeah, it was uh, that was great. And you can find that at the number two minute talk dot com or I'll have a link in the show notes at school of podcasting dot com slash six five zero. And as I look at the calendar, if you're listening to this right now, next week is the big my favorite podcast is this is something I've been doing for I think the last three or four years. And if you want to be involved with this because you do get to say the name of your show what it's about, and where people can find it. So when you're like going, how do I promote my show? I want more listeners. I just gave you one. It's free. So don't be that person on January 1st that goes, hey, can I read? No, it's done. Here's the deal. What's one? Your absolute favorite. No, you can't have two. I know it's hard. Pick your favorite podcast, where I can find it, and then the big one is why. Why is it your favorite podcast. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I prefer these in audio format. So if you want to email it to me, if you want to record something, my email is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com and just put December question in the subject line. You can actually do it right now if you're on your phone. Just record it on the voice memo, do the old share, send it to email, dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. 
December question in the question line. I need that by Friday, December 28th. That is a hard cutoff because I'm transcribing all of these. I'm putting them all in. It takes a lot of work and it's coming out on Monday, which is not only the last day of the year, it's the last episode of the year. So that's your homework. If you want to be involved, it's a great way to promote your show. Do it by Friday, December 28th, 2018. A couple quick things about our guest today. This is no surprise. How did I hear about this show? You guessed it. Word of mouth. Not new and noteworthy. Not anything like that. Word of mouth. David Hooper of the Red Podcast and Big Podcast said, oh, yeah, you should check this out. And I did. And I really like his format. As Dave talks about a marketing strategy and then interview someone who is using that strategy. And then I went over and of course, once I found an episode and it connected with me because, hey, I'm his target audience. It's the book marketing show and I'm getting ready to launch a book. So I downloaded his entire back catalog. And you might be one of those people that actually want to make money with your podcast. So one way to do that is to have your own product. And one product that you can create is, you guessed it, a book. Now, if you're like, ah, I don't need this episode because I'm never writing a book, don't tune out because here's the thing. The strategies that you use to plan a book launch or just plan a successful book are also the strategies to build a successful podcast. So don't tune out. And I'm actually going to be cutting in and pointing those out as we do that. So David Chesson from the Book Marketing Show and Kindlepreneur.com. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's really cool to be here. I've always told people one of the more profitable ways of making uh, money with a podcast is to have your own product. I think most people think they might have a book in them. And so what we're kind of looking for is in general, if somebody wants to start a book project, what are some of the things that they need to know just to get started in terms of how much money and time and things like that? Well, you know, books are definitely a project, but one of the biggest things that we need to do is we need to define where the finish line is. Most of the time when I talk to a lot of people who, you know, they're either running their their podcast or their website, the book is like the thing that they kind of keep putting off that they want to do. And the truth is the best way that you're going to accomplish this is to sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to spend from 5 to 7 a.m. every morning. Just that's my book time, nothing else. I'm going to cut out Facebook. I'm going to do it. And when you do that, you're actually, you're not only going to create a great book, but you're also going to create one that is consolidated and together and a better product in the end. And the reason why I say that is because there are books that we start and we start working on them and then we take like a couple months break and then we start again and the book ends up feeling a little conjoint, disconjointed. Mm. So in the end, my biggest recommendation is that if you decide to start a book, give a certain amount of time every day or at least every week and stick with that and you will write a great book and you'll have it there ready for your audience when you're ready for it. I love when he says this. But one of the biggest things that we need to do is we need to define where the finish line is. Because I always ask people, how will you know when your podcast is successful? And that's kind of starting with the ends in in line. It's it's knowing where the finish line is because then you can point your podcast to make sure it's directed at the finish line. Is this moving you towards your goal? What can somebody expect in terms of you know, I'm assuming we, we need to hire an editor because that would be a good thing. I think that would be a mistake not to, especially in my case. Then you need a, a book cover. 
what are, what's that going to run us and what else would we maybe need? Well, I'm going to pretend that we're on a very tight budget because okay. I mean, otherwise I would say, Hey, put 90% of your budget in the cover. Cause the cover is really that important. But one of the tactics I love using to get a legit good book cover, but for cheap is that when you're on Amazon and you're shopping, you see any book that kind of sticks out in your mind, doesn't have to be on your subject, but when you see a book cover you like, go ahead and screen capture it and then put in a little file on your, on your desktop. And then over time, as you start to build it, you'll have a collection of these book covers that really impressed you. Sit down one day and really think about what it is you like about those book covers. Maybe you really like the way this one title was designed in this, say, say romance. I mean, let's say we're doing nonfiction here, but say the romance title looked kind of good. All right, cool. Next element. Hey, I really like the simplicity of this. And, and you just keep collecting notes. Once you have that sort of information, you can then go to like Fiverr. And a lot of people are going to scream when I say this, but you can go to Fiverr. You can find a legitimate artist for maybe 20, 50 bucks. But the key is, is that on Fiverr, you're paying that person not for their designer capability or their creativity. You're paying them to do X, Y, and Z. And all of that research you just did will be perfect. You then go to that Fiverr designer. You say, look, I want you to use, you know, to create this title look, but it says the man down the street, whatever your title is. Okay. Here is a picture I found that I want you to have center. Now I want to, you know, basically you've laid it out. Just do X, Y, and Z. And you did a good job. So that way you will get the cover you want. It will be much more professional and it was cheaper. When we pay like thousands of dollars for a cover designer, we're basically handing them the money and being like, you know what? You're the bomb and you are the professional at this. Now you go do it. So that's one great way to be able to decrease your cost, but still not decrease your quality. So think about this. If you're a brand new podcaster, if you're launching a new podcast and you're getting ready to make your album artwork, this is a great suggestion. Go out and look at other people's album art and that way you can give the designer of your artwork a really good picture. And also think about this with content. When you study what you really want, or in this case, if you study your audience to find out what they really want, when you give someone a clear picture they create your artwork better. When you have a clear understanding of what your audience wants, you make that connection faster and stronger. Now, what about editors? Nothing will kill your authority or credibility than a book that is just riddled with mistakes and is disconjointed, okay? Where it sounds like you just sat down and you were just just rolling off information. <laughs> like, uh-uh. All right, you gotta impress me because... If we're, if we're using this to our audience, there's nothing that's going to be worse than when they finally pay money, you know, pay you for the book and they get it and they invest the time to read what you have to say and they're just not impressed. If you type into like Google book editors, our article should come up number one in Google and there's a whole list of legitimate book editors there that focus on a certain niche or a certain genre and go ahead and select them right there, kind of make it easier for you. With regards to formatting, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty darn lazy. I hate formatting because <laughs> it's kind of painful. You could get like software, or all this other template stuff. Right. But uh, I would just say, go to Upwork. There's some great people that would be able to put together a book for you, in, you know, for like 25 bucks. So right there, we got the three biggest things. And I would say that you could create a legitimate book in under maybe five, $600 be really attentive to some of the stuff that other people look 
uh, have created. Like, for example, if you do hire a book editor, make sure you get some references and go ahead and look at the Amazon sales page of the books they've edited. If you see reviews that say, oh, this editing sucks or their grammar, you know, or they're complaining. And believe me, if you got mistakes, they will complain. Uh, then maybe leave that editor alone. <laughs> now, the other thing I know with podcasting, a lot of people think if I can just get into iTunes, money will fall from heaven. And uh, I'm sure there are many people that think if I can just get into Amazon, let's say money will fall from heaven. So are there any kind of stats on like what the average book sells or, or what can they expect? Well, with people who have a podcast, you've got something above normal book publishers, okay, self-publishers. You have an audience. You have people who are already listening to what you have to say because they either enjoy your content or they enjoy the subject matter that you are speaking about. Being able to turn that audience towards your book will give you a lot more, shall we say, momentum in Amazon, and you will start to get more Amazon sales as well. So you'll get new customers where people usually struggle is they don't have a website or or email list or followers or podcasts or any of that stuff. And they decide to write a book, just throw it up there and hope that Amazon sends people to it. That's usually doesn't work. Uh, One of the things that I'll say to those authors is that you really want to do some research and try to find out what it is people are searching for on Amazon. Okay. What books are people looking for? And then specifically, what are they not getting? There's a great article on my website called, if you just Google Kindle keywords, you'll find it. And that article will lay out all the steps you need to be able to to figure out what people type into Amazon, how much money those books are making, and whether or not the competition is too great. So any listeners out there, if you have a book idea and you're kind of curious to see whether or not people are willing to pay for it on Amazon, highly recommend checking out that article. And you'll know how to do that research and make sure that you have a better chance of success on Amazon before you even start writing the book. But couple that with the momentum you can create from your podcast, you've got a leg up on the competition out there. So I'd say you have a much better chance of success. Yeah. Talk about the calculator you have on your website. What's really cool about Amazon is that they have this rank and it's called the Amazon bestseller rank. Okay. And so if you go to any book on Amazon, you look at it, scroll down to where it starts talking about the categories, and you'll see this rank, okay? That rank is a number from one to like five plus million, with number one being the number one best-selling book in all of Amazon, and five point whatever it is million being the worst-selling book in all of Amazon. Now, before this calculator that we created on Kindlepreneur, nobody had an idea of what that really meant, all right? So if you're the 72,421 book in the rank, are, are you selling well? Is that, is that good? Is 2 million good? So we actually compiled a, an incredible amount of information to create this free calculator where all you have to do is take the Amazon bestseller rank of a book, put it in there, and it will tell you how many books that day were sold. So just using this, you can go and look at, say, your competitor's books or anybody's books for that matter and see how much money they made in just today. And that's a great part of validating your book idea. If, say, for example, you're podcasting about, we'll say, the keto diet, right? Well, if I wrote a book on that, are there people paying money for that kind of diet? Specifically, maybe you're like millennial, you know, keto diet or something like that. You could go to Amazon. And if you see a book that's targeting that market, you can use this calculator and look and see whether or not they're making money. And if all the books that are about the subject are not making any money, 
it's usually a good indication that people aren't searching for it or wanting it on Amazon. And that might save you some trouble. <laughs> that might save you 500 bucks. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. Now notice something here. Every time I ask Dave a question, are you noticing that he says, actually, we have an article about that on our website. This is what you want to do because he knows his audience. I'm his audience right now. I'm getting ready to write a book. And every question I have, he's answered it on his website. You want your podcast to be like that. Answer every question because I'm telling you, I'm buying his stuff when it comes time to actually publish this book. Now, I thought I had another resource for you. I've been sniffing around castbox.fm. And I went over and I looked at the Joe Rogan podcast and I can see in the Castbox app that you can give it so many hearts. You can heart an episode. So you can see which one of Joe Rogan's episodes are the most popular. And I thought, oh, this will be great because then you could go look at your competition and see what is their most popular episode. And that may work, but I'm here to probably tell you it's probably not because as I look at castbox.fm, the school of podcasting is listed in here three times, once under the name podcast coach, twice under the name school of podcasting. And once uh, one of those two has an old artwork of healing our marriage, which was a very old podcast. And so I'm not super, um, what's the word here? Solid on the data coming out of Castbox. They actually got in a lot of has- a lot of trouble uh, this year as we wrap up 2018 because they kept importing duplicate feeds and apparently they never cleaned them up. So Ooh, zing. And since we're talking about Amazon and books today a little bit, a tip you can use to see what topic should you talk about is to find a book on your subject and look at the table of contents. And if it's in the table of contents, it's probably important enough to be an episode. Let's get back to Dave. Your website again is kindlepreneur.com. Did you always have a podcast or was the website first and the podcast second? No, the website was first. So I've always been kind of a, a writing nerd, not going to lie. And I enjoyed kind of building out the blog. I've kind of got a technical frame of mind, which is really different for authors. Uh, I like to break down the numbers. I used to be a nuclear engineer for the for the Navy. And um, for me, it was all about just kind of giving step-by-step processes for marketing and to look at the numbers. Well, over time, though, I kept having people say like, man, it's great, but you got like 3000 plus words on this article. I don't have time to read that. And that's when I was like, you know, that's a really good point. Let's go ahead and create sort of the equivalent, but for a podcast. And so the book marketing show podcast was created just for those, those uh, traveling warriors that need to hear the information and learn, but they don't have the time to read it. Now you have some really cool products over there. Uh, I'm definitely interested in the KDP uh, rocket and your Kindle spy and all these other great things. Is, was there a, a, significant or no difference going from just a blog to now a blog and a podcast? Like did the, the podcast do you think increase your sales at all? I do. You know, it was funny. I met with a uh, Spencer Hawes a couple of years. He's the creator of nichepursuits.com and he created a software called Longtail Pro. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were sitting there and talking about it and he said, you know, he was like, Dave, I don't really have the numbers to tell you, but I know for sure that my podcast totally sold more Longtail Pro. And he said, because it put a personality behind the product, usually in the software world. And in his case, it was SEO, search engine optimization and keywords. We're used to a world where there is no person in front of a software. 
oh, you just go there and buy it and that's it. Like, where are the humans? By humanizing himself and by proving that he really does focus on SEO, he believes that it had a major effect on his sales. He just can't give the exact number. Right. Uh, funny thing is, is that it's a million dollar company. His website gets over 300 plus thousand visitors per month to it. And, you know, and then he's got the podcast. He was like, yeah, I'll go to this conference or whatever. And nine times out of 10, the person will run up to me and say, man, I really love your podcast. <laughs> and that's it. Like, you don't hear about the blog or the software, but that's the thing that they, they really enjoy or the thing that connects them to him. And so that was uh, something that I took into account when I was looking at, you know, whether or not we should create a podcast. And, and yeah, I think that the truth is, is that if you come to Kindlepreneur and you read the blog, you just see words. You don't see me. You don't see anything about me. You might find a Star Wars quote or two because I'm kind of a sci-fi nerd. <laughs> but that's it. You, you move on, you leave. But if you're listening to me, there's probably a much deeper connection. And you're hearing the, hopefully the passion in the subject matter. And that kind of makes you want to follow more. And I think that's had a very dramatic effect on my business going forward. Yeah, one of my favorite episodes so far, and I've only made it through about half, was you took the KDP rocket and more or less did a demo of it. You said, hey, we're going to look this up and, and this and that, and here are the categories. And if you do this, and, and I was just like, without being salesy at all, it was just like, hey, I, I'm because all of a sudden I'm like, where's he getting all this data from? And all of yeah. a sudden you're like, I got this out of the KDP rocket. And I was like, oh, that is, I'm so buying that as soon as I'm ready to you know <laughs> launch this thing. So I thought that was just a great idea of, a great example of here's how you show off your product without being a slimy, you know, Hey, buy one now only 97 or what, 57, 77, get the 30 plus uh, order now and get, you know, a set of Ginsu knives. You know how it goes. All the slimy yeah. sales pitches, not pitchy at all. It, it definitely worked. And the big thing is, is that software is a, oh, is pardon. just software, but it doesn't become a tool until people really know how to use it. Say for example, you own, an in and out burger joint, which, oh, Lord, I love in and out No business in the world would ever just say, plop, there it goes, right? No, they're going to do their market research. They're going to figure out, all right, what location should we put it in? Okay, this city. All right, where in the city should we put it? Where's the most traffic going by? And let's look at how much it would cost to get it there. All right, now that we know this, how much competition is out there? Now, those are common things that just about any industry out there would do, whether you're Walmart, McDonald's, you know, a bookstore, right? They take that into account when they choose to put their product somewhere. Authors don't do that. Typically, a lot of authors say, you know, I'm going to sit down and just write and throw it up there. And if it's good, it's, it'll do it. No, not really. Now, the crazy part is those numbers do exist. We as authors can pull back the curtain of, of Amazon and see the wizard behind pulling the levers. And we really know what's going on. So to talk about certain genres or to talk about how an author was able to use a certain thing in order to gain a benefit, the numbers come in. And that was one of the cool things about creating KDP Rocket was it allowed us to finally have the numbers so we don't have to guess. And yeah, it's just kind of a natural fit. If you're really going to talk about a marketing effort, how can you not use the numbers? Right. Absolutely. And yes, there are Apple charts for as accurate as they are and Stitcher charts and there are charts over it, CastBox and all these other ones, but you're not really sure what's going to resonate with your audience. And what I have, I, the, the thing I point everybody at, I love this book. 
is Will It Fly by Pat Flynn. If you're getting ready to launch a podcast, of course, I can help you with this. I've read the book multiple times. Uh, check out the book, Will It Fly by Pat Flynn. Links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 650. Now let's get over to Dave and his free course. Yeah, so we created a course you can find it at amscourse.com. And it teaches authors how to sell their books on Amazon's marketing service. It's like their pay-per-click advertising. Uh-huh. I love it because for the first time, we get to sell our books in a place where people have already decided they want to buy a book. I'm not trying to convince people to stop looking at cat pictures and come over and check out my book. <laughs> They're there trying to figure out what their next fix. I just get it. I get to get my book right there in front of them. The cool thing is we were able to make this free because we... Well, we created an AMS keyword feature on KDP Rocket. So the more educated people are on it, the more the software becomes more of a tool, see? And so granted, you can take that course and never use KDP Rocket. We show people how to do it manually. But if you're going to do it, let's do it more effectively and efficiently. And so it was it was really awesome to be able to create. And it was it was a long course. It's It's really detailed. And we really wanted to go full tilt on it. Again, like I said, software is software until they know how to use it. Then it becomes a tool. So let's help. Now, if you're looking for a free course for starting a podcast, might I recommend going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash baby steps. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash baby steps. Especially if you're brand new, it answers all those. Hey, how do I get this thing started? How much is it going to cost? Check it out again. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash baby steps. You also have one of the coolest start here pages like ever. I I, I gotta get me one of those. That's a cool idea. So yeah, I had so many people send me emails saying, Hey, marketing, like book marketing, there's so much. I don't know where to start. And it happened all the time. I was like, all right, good call, guys. Let's go ahead and put a start here page and let me list everything, you know, in the different phases and where to go and where you're at in your book writing. Go here, do this all the way through. So Awesome. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a uh, time saver. <laughs> now I don't have to respond in an email. I can be like, start here. So his website is based off of audience feedback. And this is the same thing for your podcast. How do you create a great podcast? You throw it out there and you get feedback and you fine tune it. Well, if you want to see all this stuff, the website again, kindlepreneur.com. And that's genius in itself because I'm thinking you're probably not fighting a lot on Google for that phrase. I think you kind of own that. But uh, Dave, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. A couple things there that, uh, again, with books and podcasting kind of in alignment, planning with the end in mind, I think is really key. Some people get really excited about podcasting. They start a podcast and they can't even explain why. That's a really bad idea. Great way to waste some time and money. I can definitely help you with that. Uh, giving a clear picture to your designer. I thought that was a great tip, both for a book cover and for podcast artwork. For a podcaster, you could go out to Apple iTunes, look at all the different artwork, and the ones you like, take screenshots of that. And also, an editor stops you from looking stupid. That's my words, not his. But if somebody said, what's the biggest area that grew in 2018 for podcasting? I would say podcast editors. Everybody and their brother is either a podcast editor or a podcast consultant, but realize at the school of podcasting, I show you how to edit your own stuff if you don't have the budget to outsource that. And then also we heard how his podcast helps him grow his community and help build his brand and boost sales. Now, I also talked a lot about his website. It is really nice looking. And so I dug into it. He's using a thing called the Beaver Builder. 
It's about $200 a year. And then after the first year, it is basically about $120 a year. And it's very similar to Elegant Themes Divi, except Divi is $90 a year. If you just get the the Divi uh, theme, there are other options out of Elegant Themes. You can actually buy a lifetime subscription to Divi, I think for $230. But it's a great example of how he has, especially if you go in and click on an episode, Everything is laid out super nice and super slick, and it really makes me go, hmm, I need to redesign my website. It really is pretty cool looking. And I'll have links to everything out there, along with the things he mentioned, whether it's Beaver Builder or Longtail Pro or his AMS course. Everything else is out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 650. We're going to talk a little gear here. If you are planning on starting a podcast in January, well, first things first, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Apple is on vacation or on holiday from December 21st, 2018 to January 2nd, 2019. So if you plan on launching on January 1st, well, you lose. Good day, sir. Sorry about that. And uh, but the good news is, let's think about this. Podcasting has been around since 2004. So as I record this in 2018, the podcast world or the world in general has waited 14 years for your podcast. So I think they can wait another month. So if you're kind of like, I don't know, man, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's it's okay. And that gives you plenty of time to still list it to all the other places like Google Podcast and Stitcher and TuneIn and Spotify and all these other places. And I'll have a link out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 650. I've got an episode on the ultimate launch strategy, but we're talking gear here. And this is great for the person, really for anybody. But if you're a person that's planning on starting a podcast in 2018, I've got a package and normally I'm not a big fan of packages because it's like, hey, here's one thing that's really cool combined with some other stuff that's, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's called the uh, Samson Q2U podcast pack is what I'm calling it. And the Samson Q2U is very similar to the Audio-Technica ATR2100. It's usually a little cheaper, but the Audio-Technica ATR2100 has a lifetime warranty. But hey, if you're not bashing this thing against the wall, it should work fine. I actually like the fact that it has the volume knob of the uh, of your headphones, which you plug into the microphone, on the top of the microphone. I actually like that a little better. And I've actually heard that this microphone is actually just a tad louder than the ATR2100. Well, here's what all this stuff, if you bought it separately, the Samson Q2U microphone would be $59. The boom arm, this is one of the things you clamp on your desk. I love mine because it's like when I want a podcast, I pull it down. When I'm done, it gets out of my face. Headphone, uh, the boom arm is $54. The headphones are $35. The windscreen is $3. The pop filter is $10. And that's all included in this. And when I'm talking about a boom arm, I'm not talking about one of those cheapo $15 ones. This is like a legit boom arm. And if you bought all that stuff together, it would be $161. Well, this package goes for $105. So you're saving $56. So if you're looking to start in, I recommend this package really at this point until something better comes along. I'm like, here's a great place to start. And it actually, it has a few things that you don't need, like the little baby mic stand. You don't need that, but it actually comes with a mic cable as well and a USB cable. 
I already mentioned the pop filter, the headphones. It really looks like a great place to start. The other thing I wanted to mention is I mentioned in the past about a Rode Procaster. This is this really cool all-in-one package that's coming out. It's like a mixer and a recorder all-in-one. And I contacted the company. They asked for my address. And I've done this a few times All signs pointed that they were shipping me one, and all of a sudden I saw all these people online making review videos, which is what I'd plan on doing, except, hey, mine never showed up. And so when I emailed the company to go, can I get a tracking number or something? Did we get our signals crossed? I got the old, hey, we're out of the office till January 2nd. So I'm not saying mine isn't going to show up ever. It might. It's just not showing up anytime soon, but that's all right. I'm working on a plan B because a friend of mine who lives in Ohio is getting one. If all those fails, I'll just drive over and hang out with uh, Jim Harold. You might know him. Uh, check out jimherald.com. He, he talks about spooky stuff all the time. So I might do that. The other thing I should mention is if you go out to school at podcasting.com, I do have a gear page and I had apparently temporarily lost my Amazon associate status and that has now been rescinded. I basically signed back up in case you're wondering. And uh, if you go out to that now, especially if you're on Prime, those are links that are now affiliate links. So I did want to, uh, we're going to call it quits at this because here's the fun thing. Santa brought me a new computer because I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of new videos for the School of Podcasting. And the computer I have right now is about seven years old and it's a dog. And so just for giggles, uh, I need, I've already installed Adobe Audition, Hindenburg Journalist Pro, Evernote, Chrome, Firefox, and Camtasia on the new computer. I still have to install Audacity, MP3 tag, Skype, Zoom, iTunes, uh, a cool tool called Dropware that I use for uh, tech support, Isotope, uh, Media Info, which is a great little tool that lets me see what's going on inside a media file. Backblaze, which is who I use for backing up my computer. MP3 Skype Recorder, which I use as my backup of my backup of my backup when I go to record things. Reflector 3, which is what I use to make screen capture videos of my phone. Rescue Time, which is a cool tool that lets me know, hey, you're spending too much time on YouTube. Uh, Revisit, which I don't think I need anymore. I used to need that to watch old podcast uh, movement tutorials. And I think they moved to a different platform. Uh, Sony SoundForge, which is what I use to edit my ums and you knows out. Spotify, because I got to have my jams. Uh, Title Analyzer, which is a tool I use to analyze my podcast uh, titles. Auphonic and Fresh Title, which is another package I use to analyze headlines. And if you want to know more about headlines, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines. And I've got a whole free PDF resource on that on all these other places where you can learn about headlines. And you actually have a, you get to see me demo the two tools I just mentioned. And I hope you have a great holiday, whatever you celebrate. I'm a big fan of Christmas, but uh, I always like to say happy Kwanzaa Masika. I think that gets all of us involved. And I will see you next week. Don't forget, I really, really, really need these in by the 28th. Your What's My One Favorite Podcast? Where is it and why is it your favorite? Then tell me, what is your podcast? What is it about and where can I find it? Please don't make me go find your website because I've got a lot of these coming in. It's going to be a great, great episode. I love this every year. It's one of my favorite things. It's just extremely time consuming. And so if I can get that in by Friday, that gives me Saturday 
and all day Sunday to create this episode. So that's coming out next week. Enjoy your holiday, and I will see you next week as we wrap up 2018. Don't forget, if you're joining the School of Podcasting, use the coupon code LISTENER. And until next week, class is dismissed. Take care, and God bless. Talk about that in 2019. How do you know your cod? Ca- your ah, geez, Louise. We have the Kindlepreneur, and you'll be amazed at how much you can learn from book expert that applies to being a. And also, I recorded this months ago before I was using Squadcast. If you're going, why does it sound kind of smushed and? That's why. 